If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Stuck at home, bored and alone. You'd think I could have some fun on my own, but I'm With Cecily and Stephanie. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Board AF, uh, a viral podcast celebrating. Mm. Are we celebrating? Mm. <laughs> We're celebrating each other. We are celebrating our friendship of over 20 years. Yes, yes. That's what we're celebrating. In truth, we're definitely not celebrating the situation that we're in right now. No. But um, we are celebrating our love for each other mm -hmm. and making each other laugh. And we're just trying to keep each other entertained. Honestly, when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, good. I get to record a podcast today. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Gonna keep <laughs> me sane. Yeah, we're going to give you some ideas. I know everybody's going looking for like threads and rabbit holes and just content and things they can listen to and read and watch. We're here for that. And we're also just going to talk because we're old friends and we're just going to talk to each other and be funny and ridiculous. That's the plan. Well, right now there's pressure to be funny <laughs> or and or ridiculous. And you know what? No, I'm not going to be ridiculous. Well, okay. then you're not going to be funny. Okay. I, that was rude and I didn't mean it. And I'm so sorry. I love you. You're very funny. Um, okay. <laughs> what should we start with today? So let's see. Last time we said that we were going to talk about, is there something that we were going to talk about that we didn't get to? Oh, you told me to take the Meyer, Meyer Briggs personality Myers, test. Okay. Myers Briggs personality test is based on Carl Jung, who's a very famous therapist, like kind of on the Freud level back in the day. Mm -hmm. And he had this idea that although ever you can't fit in perfectly into these 16 personality types, that it's a start. Like there are other factors, of course, that go into everyone's personalities. It's not like a lot. And a lot of people think it's the dumbest thing ever. And a lot of people are obsessed with it. Like I am, there's Reddit threads about it. Like tons, thousands of them. And I've been obsessed since high school with this test. I take it like once a month to see what my personality is. And does it change? Um, it's changed a little bit at my best. I'm one thing. And at my worst, I'm another, 
not my worst, but at like the, 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 and which makes sense. Cause you, Carl Jung talks about that. We have sort of shadow selves. We have like, uh, anxiety selves that come out different versions of ourselves based on this type. But I wanted you to take the test because I think I can guess without you telling me, I think I can guess what you are. Okay. But I do find it. Uh, okay. I'll tell you can guess what Don't I am. Yeah. And yeah. then also we can discuss, you know, how you can, your personality can change. Cause I find that very interesting. Yes, it definitely. And it, it changes in different, um, you know, situations too. Like my vacation self is a little bit different than my home self. You know, but the core of who you are is who you are, I think. So I'm going to guess, and this won't mean anything to people yet, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm, I can't believe you did this for me, first of all. Thank you. Well, it, it took was. a few minutes. It was fun. Um, I think you are an E. If you were being honest, I think you are an ESFJ. Okay. ESF. No, that's not what, what I got. No, but that's what you are. Go really? ahead. I okay, think so. well, I got I got ESFPA. Okay, the A part I don't I don't know the A like that's a new thing that they've added on. It's like okay, hold on, you're a, you're not a P. I don't think you're a P. Okay, let me explain what that is. Okay, should I? Or yes, anyone please. No, okay. please explain so, it. Just so you know the letter, so you can be in, and everybody. There's a scale in between. If you do it the correct way, which the new versions don't have, they would give you a number with each thing that you are, and you can be anywhere from one to a hundred. So I could be an E, and you're an E, but like you're an E fifty, and I'm an E two, and an E means extrovert, right? And okay. I as an introvert. And it doesn't mean that like if you're an E, it doesn't mean you're just super chatty and going to all the parties. It just means that you gain a little energy from talking to people. You can go into a dark place if you don't, you know, and everybody's like a little bit of both, to be honest. And an introvert doesn't mean you're all quiet and reading all the time and sipping tea. <laughs> it's like, it just means you get drained more easily by people and mm -hmm. stuff. And I, I've become much more of an I as I've gotten older. I think we all have. I was a very strong E growing up. I'm still an E as well. Um, and then the N, S, we are different. I'm an N, you're an S. Okay. Okay. S is a little, tend to be, S's tend to be a little more practical. Okay. Like a little more rooted in like reality. And it, it stands for like sensing. So what you see, hear, taste, touch, you know, feel like that's how you sort of see the world, which makes sense. That makes sense um, for me because I'm, I'm definitely not like a woo-woo person. No. And I'm not really, but I'm more than you are. Like, I think I don't want to be, but I think I kind of am not to say that I want to rush out and like buy crystals. I'm not that person, but I definitely like, like big picture stuff better than details. Not good with details at all. I'm good with coming up with ideas and visions for ideas. I'm good with inspiring other people with ideas, but I'm not great at like, I mean, I'm, I'm just not great with the details. Like you're probably like paid up on your bills. I am not. I mean, that really is like a quality of those. And then ends just, I don't know. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm more like you too. That's why I don't do like start podcasts that often. I mean, this is hard for me. The fact that I was like, all right, I'm going to take this on and I'm going to start the, I'm going to start us off was very uh, anxiety provoking for me because I'm like, really? oh, the details, I have to learn the tech. I have to like figure stuff out. I just want to go, okay, here I recorded right. something. It's but you that's know. not true. You may feel that way, but that's not the way that you act because you are an S and that you sort of get stuff done. Like Stephanie and I, we've worked on other projects and you are the, you are the, whether you want to, like, that's just the role that you sort of tend to take probably with a lot of people. 
maybe even sometimes to a fault because you're taking on more than you want to take on, but you're not saying it. Do you know, and I'm not saying right now, like, but, but do you know like, what I mean? I guess, I guess so. And when I know how to do something, then I'll do it. But I would imagine that my podcast partner, Ronnie would complain that like, I, he, he's way more like that than I am. So right. he's been the, you know, even from the beginning, I was like, I don't know how to do it. And he's like, I'll do it. Interesting. And then okay. I never really learned. I have to be forced to learn something. Interesting. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily whether you want to learn. Like I'm looking right now, like sensing versus it. And N stands for um, intuition. And, okay. and so I know that's weird, but they couldn't use I because it was already used for introvert. And like following statements, uh, this is what would apply to an N, which is me. Okay. Um, I remember events by what I read between the lines about their meaning, right? Mm -hmm. But for you, it would be, I remember events as snapshots of actually what happened. Um, For you, it would be, I solve problems by working through facts until I understand the problems. That's you. For me, I solve problems by leaping between different ideas and possibilities. Totally true. So you would not make a good juror. No. Oh my God. No, because I, I will be like, I kind of remember that just from the way it made me feel like you're like, yeah, but, but what happened when you were there? You're like, well, what, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you say? What happened? Do you mean? (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's how my thing is too. Not only with that, but like I have total face blindness. I do not recognize people out of context ever. Uh -uh. It's really weird. Like it could even be you. You ha- well, my thing was like, I tried to explain it. I was like, I see everyone's face if they're a male as Toby Maguire. Everyone <laughs> looks like Toby, Mo- like just a bland, no matter what race. Well, he is bland. I know. But like if I were on, like if I were on like a witness thing where like the cops were like, did you see the perp or whatever? I'd be like, uh, it was Spider-Man, I think. I think that was the perpetrator was Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, again, there's like we can't be totally put into these two boxes, but we lean these ways. Like it says like you, okay. For you, um, I am pragmatic and look at the bottom line for me. I am interested in doing things differently. I, that's not a good one. Cause I think we both like to do things differently, but what if I was like, yours is like, I'm pretty boring. Mine is like <laughs> pretty magical. Super magical. So, okay. We're both F's, which stands for feeling versus thinking, okay. which doesn't mean that we don't think. And it doesn't mean we're not logical. It just means that we make a lot of decisions based on emotions okay, rather than just the facts, which kind of, um, is interesting to me. Uh, and then J versus P is like the hardest one. So J stands for judging. It doesn't mean that I'm more judgmental than you. It just means right. that like, um, I am, Oh, I don't even know how to explain this one. Hold on. I see it as the difference between judging and prospecting. They call it. It used to be perceiving, judging versus perceiving. Is that Um, sort of the way that you just like jump right into something and the way you sort of sit back and try to judge the situation? A little bit, although it's funny because based on your and my personality dynamic, I would have thought we were flipped. Because a J is more likely to like get shit done and a P is sort of like, yeah, let's see. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But we're flipped on that. And like just as far as like everyday life, a J tends, which I am, tends to be like very worried about time, very worried about like I'm always early to everything. Um, Like I'm I'm like three hours early to the airport kind of person. I am very early too, though. You see, that's I really would have thought you'd be a J. 
I worry about being late for things. I get anxious. Well, I think it's because of anxiety. I don't, I would like to, I like to get places very early in case there's traffic. I'm always worrying that something's going to, you know. Me too. I mean, and do you always meet your deadline? Do you think you're like good on deadlines? Pretty good on deadlines. Yeah. Me too. I've never missed a deadline. So maybe, maybe you just have to. But that's because of anxiety as well. Cause, uh, cause I catastrophize. And if I think, oh my God, I have to meet this deadline no matter what, even if I have to stay up all night, because if I don't, what if I have to give the money back or what if I get fired or what if they don't like me or what if they judge what I'm turning in harshly because it was late? Like my, you know, I get so wrapped up in that, that I just got, it doesn't matter. I have to get it turned in. Right. Yeah. No. So that doesn't fit because like if I'm reading the P stuff, it says you're more flexible, you're more spontaneous. It says, I like to stay open, see whatever happens. I appear to be loose and casual. I like to keep plans to a minimum. You do kind of keep plans to a minimum, I think, and not in a bad way. I do. And also I do like to sort of, well, it depends on what it is. Like, let's say for this podcast, let's just look at this podcast. You were more like, okay, we need to have segments and we need to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. have it planned and we need to know exactly what we're going to talk about. And I was like, oh, let's just do it and see how it comes out. Right. So that fits. That fits. I used to be more of a P. I like myself better when I'm a P because that's more fun, right? Like the J's have to, but in this case, I think, I actually still think we're both J's, but I'm okay I with think it. I think you like to have things figured out for you a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you, you enjoy, you're a very creative and competent, competent, competent and competent person, but mm-hmm. you like somebody to kind of tell you what to do a little bit. You like somebody to go, okay, here's what is happening. And then you'll rise to the occasion. Totally. Yes. That, but also like, I really get anxious without it. If I have too many things to do, like I like to, I literally like to make lists of things that I've already done just so I can check them off. <laughs> it feels so good to me to do that. Do you, do you ever do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I could see I that. Did that. Did that. I think some of that is because in the last few years, like I've become pretty like agoraphobic. So I'm really proud of myself when I leave the house or do something. So I'm like, yay, went and met my friend for coffee. Like that sort of thing. And then you write that down. <laughs> I like write I did it down. That. Yep. And I click it off, check it off. See, and I used to be, I noticed when I was taking this test that I used to be way more interested in like going out and like seeing friends and, you know, seemed like there were a lot of questions that were about, do you, you know, if you, oh, if you have like a long day at work or a long week, does it seem like going to a party is just the thing to like make you feel better? And I was like, oh, and that's hell of course no. not. Of course not for us now. I forgot to tell you something when you took the test. I think you're supposed to take it with like your high school self in mind or like I, th- I think oh. I remember seeing that. But you still came out pretty much the same. I mean, you're still an extrovert, as am I, even though we don't want to go to a party at the end of a long week any- anymore. Yeah, I'm much more closer to the middle between extroverted and introverted. I'm 68 percent extroverted, but I got a good you know, slice of the pie, 32% for the, on the introverted side. Yeah. I think mine was even lower. I think mine was like 55. And intuitive and observant. I'm almost in the middle because 46% would be intuitive and 54 observant, but thinking and feeling I'm 75% feeling. Interesting. I'm lower. I mean, it's, it doesn't, it's still, we're still on the same side, but yeah, I think I don't remember my exact number, but, and then what is your J versus P? I bet that's really close. Uh, J versus P is the, oh, no, that's the one that's sort of far off. I'm 64% prospecting. That's so As surprising. opposed to the judging. 
And then, well, here's what I'm an entertainer, basically, though. You should know. Oh, my God. That's what my mom is. <clears throat> really? <sighs> so am I a narcissist? We're going to have to work out some. No. <laughs> no, though. That's why I think you're a J. I just don't think I don't see you at all the same. And mine doesn't fit either, by the way. I'm really kind of an ENFJ, but it's always sort of like the the teacher. It's like, I, am I really the teacher, though? Not at all. Not really. Doesn't really fit. Well, look, I took the test in 10 minutes. So, you know. You'll take it again. I'm going to make you take it every couple hours for about <laughs> six months. Are you cool? Are you good with it? Can you commit to that? Just so now I feel like people should take the test and then listen, re-listen to this. So yes, they can kind of it, see where yes. they are. Yeah. And if you have questions, obviously go to our Facebook group and join our Facebook group, Board AF. Yeah. And, and discuss between each other, like, you know, who are you? And why are you here? And why do we care about you? It's a really interesting. I used to make guys that I was dating. In fact, I think I've made every guy I've ever dated take, well, like dated seriously, take the test. Right. You're like, um, if you want to date me, you're going to need to take this test and then I will determine if we're compatible. Well, I really did do that with Jeff, my ex-boyfriend who I dated for like, who I'm still very good friends with. We dated for over six years and I thought he was something after our first like few dates, I thought he was one thing. And then he took the test and he was very much what he ended up being. Oh yeah. Like he was very much that he took it very like seriously and he took the test and I was like, what? And I didn't want to date any S's. I was like, I only want N's. And he was a very strong S and it turned out to be like one of my favorite qualities about him because he was very organized and did not have time for the bullshit. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was always like we, if we took a trip, he would have the boarding passes. I didn't have to think about it. Okay. See, that's interesting. I am so I'm what that person now, but John, it like John, Hmm. It's interesting. We're a good balance. Mm-hmm. John used to much more be that person. Like we took a trip to Europe and I was just an anxious mess the whole time. Just we're going to miss our train, mm-hmm. you know, crying at the drop of a hat. And John had all that stuff under control. So yeah. Doesn't that feel so good? Yes. And it doesn't discount what like I am either. Like I'm still a J, so I'm responsible. I'm on time. I've got all that. But like my N is sort of just kind of like doesn't see. I see the big picture without the details to a fault. It's crazy. Like I'm not, as you know, I'm not great at planning for the future, I would say. Right. 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 Um, I want to be, and I admire that in other people very much, but it's just like not something. It just overwhelms me. I can't, I can't do it. Right. Um, anyway, so thank you for doing that. And now I'm sure we'll come back to that. Sure. Why wouldn't we? And speaking of ends and being like, imagine, um, <laughs> see what I tried to that was the worst segue I've ever. That was oh. adorable in your attempt. Speaking of imagine, that's not even like one of the things. <laughs> but we did not talk yet about Gal Gadot's um, imagine video. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, I watched it. And in fact, John was like, <laughs> you have to. John Bryan. Um <laughs> Okay. Said mm-hmm. that I w- sent it to me. Here's the thing. We're trying to not get sick of each other in quarantine. So John sends me stuff to look Wait, at. John C. Riley? No, yeah. John, your husband. Okay, I got it. 
<laughs> so I watched it and I wasn't sure what was the, what was so hateable about it. Now, was everybody supposed to do, was it was it funny because everybody's not a great singer or just because it's so ridiculous? I could not figure that out for myself. I think what I finally realized is that maybe the lyrics did not fit the time. Like the lyrics did not fit the situation. So the lyrics are like, imagine there's no people. Like there was something really. And I think some people just were annoyed that like there was, I, if I remember correctly, there was no donation thing at the bottom, right? It was just like, let's put this out. Th- I don't know. It was just celebrities bored and, you know, just trying to, you know, like try to cheer people up. I get that. But I don't know. I don't know what it was, as they say in writer's rooms, what bumped people. Don't you hate that when people say that? Have you ever heard that? I've never heard that before. What bumped people? It's a big like writer's thing where they're like that line, that line really bumps me like that dialogue bumps me. It means like it bumps me the wrong way. But it's like, let's not say that. We don't have to say that. Let's just say (laughs) Just say you don't like it. <laughs> you know, say it bumps me. But it's, I don't it, really know. Why? Uh, I'm going to Google that. Why? Do I, people- I did. One thing that was hard about it. So was that um, I didn't know who a lot of the people were. Did yeah. you? Did you I know everybody? Most, I pretty much knew everybody. I think there was maybe a, there were a couple really annoying ones that were like real singers that overdid it. But that's not really their fault because they didn't know what this was. So do you think that she just contacted all her friends and said, hey, can you sing the whole song? And then she just edited it all. I don't I, I doubt she did it. Someone did it that she knew. I actually just Googled this on Reddit. Why do so many people hate the Gal Gadot thing? Oh, so good. OK, tell me. Um, let's see. It says that somebody said that it's just super tone deaf. OK, um, I don't I don't know this person. Do I do I need to name the person who said no, this? We just guessed. Um, Okay, so like toned up and cringy, this person said, Gal Gadot starts by saying we're all in this together when we're not. They're millionaires. Okay, I get, okay, that makes sense to me that people would feel that way. All, I, I would place a bet, a wager, that every single person who was singing Imagine in that video has already been tested for coronavirus, symptomatic mm. or asymptomatic. Oh my God, such a good point. When other people can't get the test, you know, we right. talked about this. Chris Jenner, not symptomatic, got, is she on there? Is she one of the singers? Hope, I don't even remember. God, hopefully <sighs> not. Um, we haven't even gotten into my hatred of the Kardashian family, but that's a different thing. That's for a different day. Uh, Might yeah, not be. Maybe. It just says, okay, there's a special irony to get to Gal Gadot singing a song, including the lines, imagine there's no, co- oh no, I'm not going to read this. What? This goes, no, I'm not reading this. This goes into like a deep, she's Israeli. And by the way, I've met her. Um, a couple different times for different reasons. And she's like a lovely woman. I do want to say that. And this person is de- like, I start reading somebody's thing and it just devolves into like complete anti-Semitism. Oh, okay. For, so forget that. So forget that. That's person. not why it's cringy, by the way. It's definitely not why she's a beaut. She was trying to do a beautiful, lovely thing. That's all. She was trying to do something that she thought. I, I do also agree that it was tone deaf with millionaires who've gotten tests and like really weren't doing anything. <laughs> To really do, you know, do it. I mean, it was just didn't really make a whole lot of sense. You know who hated it? Who? Um, John Cusack, who is insane, by the way. He's he's newly sad. insane, right? Not newly. It's oh, been about ten years. My really? friend got like, yes. I think he's always been insane. Tell me he, everything. Oh my god, he's because we he's, all loved him. He's he was, he's our man. He's Lloyd Dobler, but I know, he's not. He's I, not. 
Lloyd Dobler. I I had to Google Lloyd Dobler. Is Lloyd Dobler crazy? Because I was like, what? Why are people talking about how crazy he is? And he's like, he's like a alt right guy, right? Or Bernie bro? He's not alt right, but he yes, a Bernie bro. But he's also well before that. And when we say that, we don't mean that it's not okay, like to support Bernie. Like we all, of course, would we're not Bernie. saying that. Like I just for the record, it's just the people that would scream at you for like three hours if you right. happen to like somebody else on our side, right? right. Like right, it's so, the people that yeah. act like they're alt left or whatever, whatever that yeah, is. It's bizarre. I actually have this theory that if you go too far to the left and too far to the right, if you really look at it, it kind of touches itself on the backside. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. It's like a little circle. Yes. <laughs> it's like a little circle. It's just kind of, you almost have the same beliefs, like a libertarian, like Rand Paul is so far alt right. Like it touches around on the other, well, not really, but kind of anyway, John Cusack, my friend way before people were getting blocked on Twitter, got blocked by John Cusack. Because all he said, my friend, all he said was like he corrected his grammar on a tweet. Uh huh. <laughs> John Cusack did not like that and like <laughs> yelled at him and then blocked him. And this was years, 10 years ago, like or right when Twitter started. Um, but he's also, he yells at people all the time. He's always like posting ridiculous stories about everything that doesn't really have, it's not coming from a real site. You're like, oh, is that the Washington Post? Oh, no, it's ABC. Or like, or is it ABC? It's like, oh no, it's like my best friend is John Cusack.com. Like that's not <laughs> a thing. So he's just, I hate, to, I, it makes me so sad. Oh, here's some positive spin on that. Lloyd Dobler, by the way, was the lead character. That was his name in Say Anything, one of our favorite movies. Of I would all time. Seen, of all ever. time. And it totally holds up, by the way. So the real Lloyd Dobler is Cameron Crowe, who by the way, is also the nicest guy. So there's our Lloyd Dobler. It just, it just it wasn't John Cusack. It was Cameron Wow. wow. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Because that was his character that he directed. And, you know, he it was him all along. He was standing there all the whole time. <laughs> so speaking of um, people like that, who have you been blocked on Twitter by anybody interesting? Mm, no, but I bet you have. I sure have. OK, here's That's one amazing. that you would probably never guess that I would get blocked by because it's probably going to be jarring to you in the same way that John Cusack is jarring. Uh, Dak Shepard. Why? What? Uh, Why? Because, because Dak, because he was, it, this was like a long time ago and I don't remember exactly what my tweet was because what I said to him, because uh, mm -hmm. it was, oh, it was some thing that he posted about like liberals need to like start seeing the side of the reef, like basically that we're all, we're both wrong. And I was like, like okay, mm, okay, not, no, not so much because mm -hmm. the Republicans are trying to take away our health care. This was a while ago, by the way, this was like, this wasn't now, but it was, it was very preachy. His text was very preachy. His Twitter, his tweet was preachy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought kind of a uh, celebrity and tone deaf. You know, and I was mm -hmm. like, uh, basically saying that we're all that that we're both wrong. Oh, people. Oh, I know what it was. He said something to the effect of people that are too far right. It's kind of a sort of what you were saying are just as people that are too far left are just as bad. And I was like, mm, mm -hmm. not really. Right. And this right. was not at the time of Bernie bros either. So right. and then I just kind of pointed out a few things that made them not as bad at that time considering some of the things that uh, the right 
was trying to take away from the people on the left, certain human rights. Mm -hmm. And I tried to point that out and he blocked me. Oh my God. Yeah. That's shocking to me. Who else? Oh, I got blocked by um, Camille Grammer. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. That I, okay. I'm like clapping for you. You can't see that, but I am clapping for you. How, what did you say? I said it was during the thing where she, it was during the after the mm, no, because remember the episode where she was saying all kinds of crazy shit at the uh, table about about Brett, about Brett Kavanaugh. But is this I, the one where she, said I she was, was she said I, she was like Jesus? Is that that one? No, this because uh, I don't remember what I said to her, but it was something based on something that she had tweeted and I think I told her she was like a horrible person. She's gross. It was something she tweeted about. I can't remember what. Oh yeah, that I do remember that. I do remember when she was defending Brett Kavanaugh. But this was bef- but my point is I was I was blocked by her way before then. Ooh. Yeah, for something I already knew that she was a terrible person. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh, but so is Kelsey. That was one of those things, too, is like who it, when your friends like, you know, they got divorced and you know how people sometimes choose sides like of the divorce. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of their friends were like, I'm not I'm I'm out. <laughs> Neither. I'm out. I'm right. not choosing. Either right. Of you. Oh, I'm sure she's she's terrible. And and everyone knows who we're talking about. Like right? this is Camille Grammer from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, it was Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife. And then I also. I didn't get blocked, but I, but Scott Bayo's wife, uh, I, right at the time that I would have gotten blocked, but she changed her thing to private. So I couldn't see any of her tweets anymore. Amazing. Did I tell you my Scott Bayo story? No, I haven't told you this. No. Okay. I was at, again, everything I talk about is so long ago. So I look at my life and it's like, nothing has really happened besides heart surgery in like 10 years, <laughs> but like probably 10 years ago, I was pitching something at MTV and I was in the, you know how MTV like on, um, is it on Colorado and Santa mm-hmm. Monica? Like yeah. you know, there's that like 
big waiting room and they, they wait to bring you up. It's very passive aggressive. It's like <laughs> you get, you wait in one room and then they bring you up to another room and then you get your pitch or whatever. It's like, so whatever meeting I had. Right. Right. And, um, I was down there and for some reason, Scott, I was sitting like seated right next to Scott Bayo on the couch. And I did not know what to like, I already sort of knew I didn't like him. Like, right. For, stuff I've heard and stuff, but I didn't know, you know, I was just like, I had to say something. So I was just like, how you doing, Scott Bale? And I said his first and last name like that. I don't uh-huh. know why I said it. I go, how you doing, Scott Bale? And he goes, I don't feel good like that. Oh, no. <laughs> he goes, I don't feel good. And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry to hear that. And then he was like, you asked. And that was our exchange. And oh, I was like, oh, my God. And then I got called into the to the pitch. And I was like, Okay, well, nice to meet you, Scott Bayo. Feel better, Scott Bayo. I just kept saying it like that. That's so funny. I bet you it was at, right at the time that he was doing that show, that VH1 show about oh, his being single yeah. or whatever. Scott Bayo's 40, 45 and single. I guess. So that's probably when it was. But why was he? Why did they make him sit in that waiting room? He was so mad about it, too. Like, I don't blame him on that. Like, I don't like him at all, but I don't think they should make him sit with like me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, he's not I, at the pediatrician, know. like, it's like, okay, you don't feel good. So what? So like, you know, so where are you? Sp- are you is there a special room for you? Like for the people that for the new babies? Like, I don't know. I don't even think that's what he was saying. I think he was just so weird. I like asked him how he was doing. And then he was like, I don't feel good. You asked. I don't feel good. It's like, what a weird guy. Is that even how he talks? Like, I wonder yeah. if he was putting on an accent. He was, that's what he sounded like to me. Oh. <laughs> uh, as, as you remember from the beginning of this particular episode, um, I'm an N, so I don't remember details, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't feel good. Hey, I don't feel hey, good. I don't feel good. <laughs> hey, I'm chachi. Hey, I, I make so- it more and more Jersey Shore until now, from now on, anytime I do a Scott Bayo impression, which will be a lot because uh-huh. we're in quarantine. <laughs> now I'm just going to walk the dog all the time and just do Scott Bayo. Hey. Hey, hey, I don't feel yo, good. Hey, yo, Snooky. Like, he didn't even know Snooky, I don't think. Like, we don't have to make him say Snooky. Yo, I don't feel good. What's up, Fonz? What's... Hey, Arthur Fonz Relly. Hey. I don't know. <laughs> now that's a, speaking of which, we both know that Stephanie worked with Henry Winkler. And on a positive note, we've said some negative things. He probably the nicest guy we've ever dealt with in our lives, right? So, so nice. So nice that one time, uh, so I worked on Hollywood Squares with him. And early on in the show, he took everybody to lunch at, you know, some restaurant. And so we we didn't know him that well yet. And we had a meeting and he was like, I just want to welcome everyone to the show. And I'm so happy to have everybody working here and, you know, bought us all lunch. And then, so, you know, he does this whole opening thing where he's just like, every single one of you is like fantastic. And I, you know, handpicked you and I just, I'm so excited that I'm doing this show and on and on and on. And then, uh, and then he was like, I, I want to stay, but I, I have like a, you know, doctor's appointment or something. So I'm going to go, but enjoy the lunch. And then he, he walked out and I did the old classic what an asshole <laughs> and got like one of the biggest laughs of my career. So that's how, you know, how nice he is that that joke went over. Oh my God. About Henry you, Winkler. You invited me to come have lunch when you were working on that show at CBS, right? Uh-huh. I, you had, you had me, I was, I'm always down on my luck with money. And so you were like, come have a free lunch with me at lunch. You know, you can have crafty. So I 
go up there. You introduce me to him immediately because he's the type of guy that would hang out with everybody during lunch. Mm-hmm. So like he doesn't go into another room or anything. He comes down and you're like, this is my friend, Cecily. She's like a fellow comedian. She's so funny. You know, we're so sweet. And then he, go, he just, I don't know if you remember this, this, I remember he was like, can I call you Cess? <laughs> I mean, I was like, of course you can call me Cess. I tell that story on the radio all the time. Like I just, I, he just fills my heart with like, and it's all, it seems so real. Like, Oh, he, he is real though. So real. It, he is yeah. real. He's a really, really nice guy. It's not for show. Cause he was like that all the time. Yeah, exactly. He's it like a Jewish like, grandpa, you know, he's like your Jewish dad. He's just a menchy, mensch, mensch, mensch. And I love him so much. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that you don't have to be Ellen. Like just because right. yes, you're, you have a lot of stress. You're a celebrity, but so is Henry Winkler and he manages to like be nice and know people's names. Right. And Tom Hanks as well. And I know that and Ron Howard. And it's not just like stories that you've heard. They're all really, really nice. But I think Henry Winkler like is just on a different level of right. kind, kindness. He also wrote a children's book about um, dyslexia. Yeah. If you want to check that out. Called like something Z. I want to say like Harry, Harry Z or the guy had a name that. Yeah, it's a whole series. It's yeah, it's a series. Books looking it up, but good for him because I know he struggled with that himself. And so he wanted to like give back because of course. Yeah. So if you're bored AF and your kids are bored AF, that's something that they could do. They could read Henry Winkler's chapter books. Did you find it? I'm looking Henry a list of, he has a lot. Winkler he has a lot of books. Chapter books. Here we go. Uh, Hank. Everybody yeah, is Hank. somebody. These are the books. It's a, uh, uh, well, the kid's name is Hank. Right. And Stop That Frog, a short tale uh, about a long dog. Oh, it's about a dachshund. Oh, I'm going to read that. I love dachshunds. Sorry, you should. He's written a lot of different books. Oh, and book. I love him so much. Oh. All right. So, okay, that's a pot. See, sometimes oh, we're going to I'm nice sorry. Things. So there's, there's all the books about Hank, and then there's also okay. Hank Zipser. That's the kid's name. Interesting. Hank I wonder Zipser, why. Z-I-P-Z-E-R. Right. That's so weird that he would just change it from Hank to Hank Zipser. Well, no, you know what I mean? Well, no, I, there's a different, that's a different book. Selection. It's a different Hank. There's here's different- Hank and then there's the Hank Zipser books. But that it's- would be like if like the Sex in the City author was like, this is Sex in the City, but this is Sexes in the City and they're totally different characters. <laughs> right? No, a I'm bit. sure this is the same character. Okay, Cecily, okay. why do you hate Henry Winkler so much? <laughs> I love him. I want to say a million billion times. I met him a different time too, like at a, like a thing about like, but it was a book thing. And he was so, he didn't remember that first meeting, but he was like, hello, hello. <laughs> and I think, and now this I may be making up, but didn't he like kind of hug me? Not in uh, a weird way. I'm sure he like did. He was a hugger. Just so warm. And, yeah. and there's certain people like that. You know who else did that to me? I met someone introduced me to Fred Willard at the improv, who's also really friendly. I know he had his weird time in that one day, that one day, whatever happened there. Um, but what? he's so nice. And remember the thing where he got like, he got, I guess he got spotted coming out of like a. Oh, a porn theater. Yeah. Yeah. Which whatever, but people made it into a big thing. We didn't. I didn't. I don't. I barely remembered it. You had to remind me. Maybe, but when I met him, he picked me up and like like a baby. You know, like you pick up a baby and you put them like as high up as you can because I'm very short. Like in a pornographic way. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> 
Totally wished. He was, I believe, with his wife. He was so nice. And he picked me up like a toddler, like all the way up into the sky. Like I was scared. Somebody was like, this is my friend Cecily. And he picked me up so high. You were scared like a toddler. You were like, put me down. What if you were a toddler? You're like, well, I was, I guess, technically a toddler at the time. At I was time, two. Yeah, I was, I was, four, at, don't be crazy. I was four. <laughs> I don't know why I was at the improv. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got the cancellation. I got the email that was like the improv. Uh, we're talking about the comedy club in Hollywood got closed. And my, my whole thing, I was like, oh, well, how am I going to get booked now? <laughs> They're closed for this, like until what, April? And it's like, oh, well, there, there goes my career. All my spots are canceled. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So we should do some actual, okay. So wait, so we talked about Gal Gadot, Mm -hmm. which we decided really wasn't that bad. Right. We did kind of decide that. I don't know which of the people were that bad. Nobody really. Is there anything we haven't covered that we said we were going to watch or tell people about? I downloaded some new, Oh, okay. Now I know you don't listen to podcasts, but for a lot of our audience (laughs) does, and I down, I started listening to a new one and I'm going to tell you what it's called. It is called, um, oh, well, I, okay. A couple of them. One's called knowing colon Robin Williams. Oh. And it's going to be like six episodes about Robin Williams. Oh, which I love I, that. Yeah. Which, oh. uh, I started last night and it was good, but I didn't, I stopped it cause I was falling asleep. And then I also have been listening to a new one called the Baron of Botox about this mm-hmm. like famous doctor who uh, took his own life. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. maybe not something you want to listen to during quarantine, but, but it's also about Botox. So there's that. <laughs> well, that's always great when you can balance those two. And yeah. it's very rare when you can really talk about <laughs> deep, dark depression and Botox. Yeah. Why not? Sadly. Okay. You can't get Botox right now because we're under quarantine. So mm-hmm. there you go. You could hear I'm- about it. So first of all, you still can get Botox. Secondly, because you know people are going to have, they're going to force people like Kris Jenner's getting Botox. Yeah. So tell me about your hate of Kris Jenner and then let's uh, talk about a marriage story. Okay. I mean, look, it's nothing crazy. It's not just Kris Jenner. I just have this thing about, and from the beginning, and I, and I understand that it's hypocritical that I love the Real Housewives and don't like the Kardashians. I don't really know how to explain it. Maybe you can explain it because I, I just – that they make – the idea that they came from – became so famous because their, fa- their late father defended O.J. Simpson – which he had a right to a defense, but I mean, come on, you know, that's like, so they're, they're rich because of that. But then they became famous because one of the daughters, as we all know, made a sex tape and it just makes me so, and I'm not saying you can't make a sex tape. I'm just saying like, why Why are you you, slut shaming right now? No, don't do that. (laughs) I'm saying like, why does that, like, why do you become a billionaire because of that? I don't know. Why do people like that? I don't, I don't know. But then why do I like the countess? Why do I want to watch the Real Housewives, I don't really, I can't explain it. I just do. Well, I The Real it. Housewives, I'll tell you why you want to watch The Real Housewives. Because they it, they try to give the illusion that, well, maybe they don't try. But there's supposed, there's kind of an illusion that they're, you know, celebrities. They're just like us. Like right. they get in arguments with their friends. 
you know, there's not a lot of just drama with the Kardashians. Is there? I don't know. I've never watched an episode. I've seen enough that I know they do. They have it's pretty manufactured, but they fight sometimes like they seem to argue. I don't know what's real, what's not. I guess that, you know, I just don't understand why we have rewarded this particular family who I don't believe, and I could be wrong about this, but I don't believe they give a lot back. Like, do they have charities set up? Do they, you know, like, do they use it for good? Like, look at Bethany Frankel, who just like basically saves everyone's lives after everything. Like she's making masks, like she's hiring people to make masks right now for the yeah, quarantine. But we don't, that's doctor. not what we like about her. We like her because she fights with people. I like both. I like both things. But I Kim mean, Kardashian yes. has been, do, has been, uh, fighting fiercely for like the, I don't know if it's, if it's for the innocence project, but to get people, uh, wrongfully convicted out of jail. Isn't that kind and of I'm, new? That's kind of new. I don't yeah. believe she's been doing that for a long time. Like uh, that somebody, some publicist was says like, you got to have some there's got to be. Some. And if she believes in that, that's great. And I, I appreciate that she I don't think she's they're evil people. It just makes me angry. Maybe it's my age. I don't know. I'm 78 years old. You guys <laughs> today. Today is my birthday. Remember that show that was about the other the the um, Chris Jenner's ex that and his daughters. Was it no. the guy that was it the guy that was um, married to Yolanda? Oh, da- not David Foster. Wait, yeah, his daughter, doesn't he have a couple of daughters and they had a show for a little while, a reality show? I didn't, I didn't know that. I, that I missed. I believe you. Yeah, it was really, it was supposed to be kind of making fun of itself, but it didn't really go anywhere. (laughs) I don't know that one, but I, I I can't really defend my thing on this. I just know that I, how I feel when I see them and they make me. Well, I think that's why I've never, but, but see, here's. But I also feel that way about like the Real Housewives of um, New Jersey. Like yeah, I just I think they're that. all such hateable people, and I don't, I can't believe they're being rewarded. Like Teresa, yeah. I mean, she's right. a horrible person, and they're they're basically. I mean, now now Joe Judice is in trouble, obviously, but uh, leading up to that, he wasn't. It just yeah. was like okay, they live in this huge house. They were which they got. By committing fraud. Right. And guess what? She still lives in the house. Yeah. It, I'm with you on that. It's not, I watch Jersey. It's not my favorite of the franchise. It's probably like, it's probably my bottom. I don't watch Potomac, but yeah. Um, but I, I hear you on that. Like, but I think if you really dig into even the ones like Beverly Hills, they are mostly pretty unlikable too. Yeah. I mean, like well, there's which- nobody... Which makes me uninterested in them, to be honest, that like I actually like it when there's at least a grounding character. And I always kind of felt like Bethany as as awful as she can be. I always found her to be a grounding character, like the one that was kind of the slight underdog that the other ones were always like, oh, we're better than you, Bethany. And then it sort of turned around because she ended up becoming the richest of them all and then got, got to be kind of horrible. But I never I never thought she was horrible. I, I mean, I think she's got some issues, but I always loved her. She was always like the best talking head. But what yes. did you think of Carol? What about Carol? Oh, God, Carol's horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I went back and forth on Carol. I really did. I thought she was horrible. But then I'd sort of be like, I guess she's just I, I mean, I really disliked her boyfriend, Adam, more than I disliked. Uh, her. He was like he was like what we hate about. He was like special floors for a special lady. 
He was like man bun guy who's like, I've made you some vegan cupcakes. Get yeah. out of my house. Yeah. Get out of my house. No one signed up for Adam when they watched Real Housewives in New York. We know yeah. that. I know that's old news. I don't mean to get us like off on the crazy, but I guess I was just trying to bring up like, why do I dislike one group? I don't know. I, I don't know. And Chris Jenner, I think, is the worst of all of them because it's like, what did you ever do, though? Like, at least Kim went and got like a camera that she could shoot in the dark like with a grit, whatever that light is that she can show herself having sex. She was right. smart enough to do that. She knew how to upload it. See, which of, is yeah. a little bit, you know, farther along than I am further <laughs> along, further along in the process technology wise. So, you know what? I've just come around on her. I, I get it now. But what did Chris Jenner do? I know she monetized it and made the whole thing, them all into billionaires, but like based on what? What? Yeah, I uh. agree. But then you could say the exact same thing about Paris Hilton. And well, I hate do. her too. Yeah. Of course. She's way worse. She's even worse. Yeah. No, a lot of these people are terrible. Why do any, I don't understand why they're popular either. I've, like I said, I've never watched an episode of the Kardashians. Well, Paris is worse than the Kardashians though. I will say this because at least the Kardashians are not racist. Paris, like all those things that came out of things she has said about everyone, like, you know, there's recordings of her saying just horrible things. Like she's just, but she's kind of canceled, right? I was going to wait, but I was going to say, but how, then how come she's not canceled? Is she She canceled? I think she's kind of, I mean, what has she done? What is she doing? That's the new name for our podcast. Kind of (laughs) canceled. We change it. Let's just say Who cares? No one can find us. <laughs> but yeah. Where we just talk about stuff that is canceled or we're not 100% sure if it is, it should be. We don't know. I also like how we like start on, and that's my fault. It's like, let's talk about Gal Gadot's Imagine. And then we're both like, it's kind of sweet. Okay, next. <laughs> There's really nothing that bad about it. But Paris, Paris for reasons. The Kardashians, I could see both sides. I can see someone saying like, oh, give them a chance. Here's why. I'm open to that. If someone wants to change my mind, I just, I'm not there. See how much I want to just get along with everybody. So we want, and you want to have a, a segment called Change My Mind. So let's get into that before we wrap. Oh, boy. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) You're adorable. Oh, boy. Yay. So unfortunately for you, you want to change my mind about Jason Mraz, the song A Beautiful Mess. You sent it to me last night and you were like, I'm changing your mind. I'm changing your mind. Let's do a segment called Change My Mind. But sucks for you. I already had that. song. I already like that song. Oh, well, no, but then I'm okay with it. because Okay, what about the second one I sent you? Yeah, it's really pretty. So pretty. So did I, I change your mind about Jason Mraz? I don't like Jason Mraz. If you've ever seen him in an interview, he's just such a cheese monster. He's such a douche. He's just like, yeah, yeah, man. All right, bruh. Like he's that guy. But then he, he sings is. and you're like, oh my God, he has a beautiful voice. He also wears a hat that all the hat. time that is just ridiculous. Yeah. But he's very, here's something that you probably like about him. He's very open. Um, what does he calls himself a two spirit, right? Like he says that he is not of one gender. Oh, really? He talks about that. Yes. He talks about it very openly. He did a whole article about it, like, uh, maybe a year ago. Um, he's just very, you know, know that. Yes. So did I change your mind? Uh, yeah. I just wish he wouldn't talk in that bro speak, but that's, but yeah. Okay. I mean, he, now, he, now I want to change it back because he does often wear like jewelry. He's the kind of guy that would wear well, like a shark. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's okay because he's. No, no. I don't mean jewelry like that. I mean like man bun jewelry. Like the guy that wears like he got, he went to Hawaii and got like a shark's tooth. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I don't like. 
Also, okay. he was dating this girl. So this was a long time ago. I like this song by something Trista Petterman or Tristan. Sure, let's say that. Whatever. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Something, something to know about me is I'm old. So I'm not always going to be annoying because I'm not always going to be remembering stuff. If you look it up, you'll see his girlfriend. They did a song together that I really, really liked. And then I found out that he was kind of a dick and broke up with her. And it was all like, you're perfect for me. It was like, I don't know. But I mean, if everybody, a lot of people have broken up with me and they're not all dicks. A lot of them are. A lot of them are. A lot of them are, but not all of them. You can't just stay with someone forever to not be a dick. Well, I think the thing was, it wasn't that he didn't stay with her forever. It was that it was shortly after they made a song about, oh, uh, it was called Lucky to be in love with my best friend. And I didn't just. Tristan Prettyman. You're right. Yeah. And I really liked that song when it came out. And then I looked it up and it's like they were already broken up. I'm like, OK, yeah. well, if you're in love with your best friend, could you stay together for five more minutes just for the illusion? I'm with you on that. But I also I don't think it's bad enough to discount like how beautiful some I can't, of, I can't some cancel of him. Are, you cannot cancel Jason Mouse. No, <laughs> I drove to Santa Barbara once to see him in concert with my friend Chris. We did do that. Well, like not you even have that. really good taste in music, so I am probably not going to argue with you too much on anything that you like. I'll probably like it, too. We both you and I both like anything that's very melodic. Yeah, I, I tend to. Can I just I know we're going to talk about marriage story. Let me really no, we quick can talk about that next time. I, I want to mention, speaking of that, um, all these musicians that you and I both love are doing all these like Facebook live videos right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, first of all, there's a lot of fit. Like I said before, like who knew that all of our friends had ukuleles? <laughs> Everybody's got a song and they want to share. It's getting, it's getting a little hectic out there, but there's a lot of really good, like my favorites right now. Um, Rufus Wainwright, first of all, he's been doing these like robe concerts on Instagram every Monday. Robe? Um, like in his robe? Yes, he does a minute. He plays. Oh, I love Rufus Wainwrights. I love him so much, but he's been doing some Insta live stuff, like raising money for charity. He's not only a brilliant musician, but also he's so funny. So his little like in-betweens are so, so funny. I love um, him. So Rufus, I love him. Glenn Phillips. I know this, you might think he's cheesy, but he I used don't. to be the lead singer. Oh, uh, Toe the Wet's Party. Toe the Wet's Rocket. Every day he's been doing a Facebook live for like 30 minutes and they're wonderful. You can oh. go to his website. Um, and then Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie. I'm a huge, huge fan of Death Cab and Postal Service, and he's been doing that. Um, and the only one that, oh, and our friend, I made, I made Stephanie. I didn't make her because she wanted to go, but I love Stephen Page from the Bare Naked Ladies. He was my the god, it was such a good concert. It was amazing. It was so good. It was the Troubadour. If you get a chance and there will be a chance again, he will tour again. He's already talking about it when, when they can. Um, he left Bare Naked Ladies like it didn't they didn't end on a great note many years ago. He has a solo career, but in his concerts, he does play like his B&L songs. Yes, and which are the best sounds, ones. They're so good. Like what a good boy. I haven't heard that in so long. Um, and now I'm just like really geeking out because I love all things Canadian. But uh, one thing to know about me, I love Canada. I just love Canada, which one, makes sense because I'm pretty boring. One but. thing to know about us is we like to say one thing to know about me because we think people <laughs> that say that are just narcissistic assholes. Totally. Because it would always be people saying like, one thing to know about me is I just love food. It's like, well, we all love food. A little, or I love to laugh. Remember? I just like to laugh. It's like, I just like to laugh. But I do love Canada. That's not a joke. I think they're the 
friendliest, kindest. I just like the chill <laughs> aspect. So I love Stephen Page, and he's been also doing on Twitter. I've noticed he'll do. He wrote a new song for the quarantine and stuff like that. So Aww. there's a lot of that. And then Madonna on the flip side has gone fucking crazy. What? Oh my God. She's been posting these videos on Instagram of her like singing songs in her bathroom. And she's trying to pretend like she's just like us, you know, like she's just like us. She's so going stir crazy, not leaving the house. But like, who's filming that? Who did your makeup? Who did you make come over and touch you a hundred times in this quarantine? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. You have to look it up. Okay. I'm going to look it up. So that's all on Instagram. It's on, I'm going to actually right now, while we're here, I'm going to send you a picture um, of her that I just found. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I like Madonna, but she's, she's a little out of touch. Is that fair to say? Oh yeah. Let's cancel her. No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that would work? That's all the hashtag. I don't want to cancel her, but okay. Just check your phone. I just sent you a picture that she posted. Oh dear Lord. (laughs) I don't know if that's doctored. She's trying to pretend she's not wearing any makeup. She's in a bathtub with rose petals. Who the fuck gets in a bathtub with rose petals? I feel like that might be doctored because it was on whispering aliens and there was, there's a whole thread about it. And I just wonder if they doctored that at all. Amazing. I hope not, but oh, wow. All right. Listen, everybody, episode five, we are faux show going to talk about a marriage story and I'm going to discover, oh, and I'm going to start watching the Joe Exotic, the tiger series. I'll try. (laughs) I can't promise because of my dog, but I'll try. Okay. And, and mark this down. Today is March 22nd. It's Sunday and I'm going to try to have our podcast up as soon as possible. So maybe even today. Pretty Yay, exciting. Stephanie. Yeah. We've been talking about doing this for a good 12 years. Yes. So this was the time. Yes. Good. So here we go. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. You can find, where can we find you? I'm Ces- on Twitter at Cecily says stuff. Cecily as in C E C I L Y. And then I hope you know how to spell says stuff. S A Y S S T U X R X X X. Right. Yeah. And I'm at S Wilder Taylor across everything. And you could and you can go to our Facebook group. I think we already told you that. Board AF. All right. We will see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.